0: V Sushi The Blues Brothers Joliet Jake is being released for good behaviour. He has Jake tattooed on his knuckles. Jake's brother Elwood has Elwood tattooed on his. Jake signs his name with a cross. Elwood says he traded the Cadillac for a microphone. Jake doesn't like its replacement. Elwood sails over an open drawbridge. Jake appreciates the car's pickup. It's got a cop motor, cop tires, cop suspension and cop shocks. They drive to the St. Helen of the Blessed Shroud orphanage to see the penguin. Inside Both men sit in school desks. The county wants $5,000 in taxes. Jake swears and the penguin hits him with a stick. Jake curses and is again hit. When Elwood blasphemes, he's hit. Then comes a flurry of curses and blasphemies. The penguin batters the brothers for each. When Elwood insults her, she breaks her stick over his head. She rearms and chases them out her office. She says they must redeem themselves. Friend Curtis says that without the $5,000, he'll be homeless. The Cook County Assessor's Office needs the money in 11 days. Curtis says they should go to the Triple Rock for churchin' up. The Blues Brothers stand at the back. A gospel number starts and people dance. A ray of sunlight shines onto Jake. The Reverend asks if he's seen the light and Jake says yes. Back down the aisle and tap dancing. He returns to Elwood and repeats the band, as does Elwood. Elwood also dances up the aisle. Jake suggests they get the money by performing with their old band. They're pulled over. Elwood's asked to step out of the car, but he drives away. He then drives through a shopping mall. A police car hits a ramp turns over and skids along on its roof. Elwood escapes, leaving the cops seething. A mystery woman has a bazooka and fires several rockets at Jake. Both brothers leave the rubble and go inside the flop house. Inside their room, Elwood puts on music, And Jake swigs booze. Jake passes out on the only bed. Elwood watches trains go loudly past, listening to music. Next day, the mystery woman triggers an explosive, destroying the building. The brothers leave the rubble unscathed. Then two cops and Jake's parole officer, Mr. Mercer, also emerge. Drummer Willie asks if Jake has the money he owes them. Elwood says Jake did three years for sticking up a gas station to pay for the band's room service tab in Coal City. Elwood says they're putting the band back together. Someone says they'll need Mr. Fabulous currently a well-paid maitre d'. The brothers go to visit Mr. Fabulous. Jake wants a lavish meal on the house. He wolf whistles, then orders champagne, five shrimp cocktails and some bread. He orders a Dom Perignon 71 at $120. Mr. Fabulous is uncomfortable. Jake says they're reforming the band. The brothers interlink their arms eating shrimp. Another diner complains of the smell and requests another table. Mr. Fabulous tries to accommodate. The brothers loudly slurp their champagne. Jake tells someone he wants to buy the man's women, then starts eating the man's food with his hands. Jake threatens to show up for breakfast, lunch and dinner every day of the week. Mr. Fabulous relents. At a neo-Nazi rally, their leader loudly pledges allegiance to Adolf Hitler. There's a traffic jam because of the rally. Elwood drives at the Nazis, who all fall into the river. They're left fuming. At the Soul Food Cafe, Elwood orders dry white bread and Jake orders four fried chickens and a Coke. The chef recognises Jake and Elwood blues. Matt's wife reminds him they still owe him money. Matt wants to play, so she bursts into song. Matt takes his guitar and leaves with sax player Blue Lou. They go to Ray's music exchange. Ray offers a great electric piano for $2,000. To prove its worth, Ray starts playing it, others joining in. The deal is sealed with IOUs for all the band's equipment. Jake finds a phone booth. There's propane next to it. Booking agent Maury Sline owes Jake a favour. The mystery woman has a flamethrower and torches the propane which explodes. The booth flies into the air and smashes on the floor. The brothers are okay. Jake decides they're playing at Bob's Country Bunker. The bartender says they usually feature both kinds of music, country and western. There's chicken wire protecting the stage. Jake and Elwood don't know any of the songs on the list. The crowd starts hurling bottles at the band. Then the band perform the rawhide theme. The crowd are won over. Jake's cracking a bullwhip. By the end, the place is cheering. They make it through alive. Bob says the fee was $200 but the band drank $300 worth of beer. The band is already disheartened. Willie suggests giving the brothers one last chance. When the real good old boys, who were actually booked to play, arrive late, Jake demands their union card permits. The leader grows hostile and Jake goes to smooth things over with Bob before quickly driving off. Cops see the Bluesmobile speed past. They make chase and crash into the good old boy's Winnebago, both vehicles flipping over. Maury suggests the Palace Hotel Ballroom, which seats 5,000. He agrees to the gig but he wants a taste if they make a profit. The whole band then leaves the steam room. Reverend Cleophas James puts up a poster. Matt's wife even puts one up. The good old boys also find out. Elwood runs out of petrol and pushes the car to the nearest filling station where they wait for the petrol tanker. Mr. Mercer learns about the gig. The good old boys are there, armed with sticks. Curtis sings Minnie the Moocher and gets the crowd participating. Elwood breaks into the good old boy's Winnebago and glues the accelerator. Then he adds a chemical to a police car's tyre. The crowd gives a standing ovation. Curtis introduces the show band, the Blues Brothers. Jake sings Everybody Needs Somebody, Elwood on backing vocals and harmonica. The brothers leave. Backstage, the president of a large recording company gives them a $10,000 advance on their first recording. Jake wants to give $1,400 to Ray's Music Exchange and the rest to the band. Soon, the two groups notice the brothers have gone. In a tunnel, the mystery woman appears and shoots at the brothers. Mr Mercer is alerted to the gunfire. Both again unscathed, Jake Blues stands up and sweet-talks the woman he left at the altar. Jake removes his shades and gives her puppy dog eyes. She softens and smiles. He smooches with her, then throws her in the mud. Thanks to Elwood, one of the cop's tires blows And all the police cars collide. Elwood says it's 106 miles to Chicago, they got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark and they're wearing sunglasses. Lots of police are in pursuit. The leader of the good old boys can't stop accelerating, driving into a lake. At dawn, Over a dozen police cars are still chasing. The Nazi leaders listening to the police frequency. Elwood takes the car off-road. Mr. Mercer's car gets wedged in the side of a lorry. Other police cars in a heap of metal. Chicago precincts are contacted for local intercept. The use of unnecessary violence in the apprehension of the Blues Brothers has been approved. Scores of police are now chasing them through the Chicago streets. Elwood driving at almost 120 miles per hour. He clears another roadblock. The following cars flip over and crash. Several dozen cars now involved. The Nazi leader is immediately behind. Elwood sees a drop ahead and slams on the brakes. The car comes to a halt, its front hanging off the edge. Elwood reverses and he's okay. The bluesmobile flips into the air, clears the Nazi car, lands and drives away. The Nazis jump and land on the street, descending through the tarmac. The second Nazi car also falls into the hole. The brothers run into the tax building and barricade the doors. Grubby and dishevelled, they politely ascertain directions to the office of the assessor of Cook County, hurrying to the elevators. Hundreds more troops arrive outside, and tanks. Surface-to-air guns are readied, and neighbouring rooftops populated. Two helicopters arrive, adding to the police, state troopers, SWAT teams, firefighters, Illinois National Guardsmen, and the military police. Firemen breach the building and everyone enters, swarming up the stairs. Elwood destroys the elevator's wires. Then they barricade the door with furniture and the glass doors after that. The money Elwood has is for the year's assessment on the St. Helen of the Blessed Shroud orphanage in Calumet City, Illinois. The man rubber stamps the receipt. The brothers are coughed and arrested. In prison, Jake sings Jailhouse Rock with Elwood on harmonica. The entire canteen starts dancing. Prisoners climb on the pipes in the ceiling. Starring... John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, Cab Calloway, rated 15, directed by John Landis, released in the UK 1980, runtime 2 hours 13 minutes.